This is Furry Chat. Welcome to episode two with your host, Get in the Box. And today, our very special guest, Lady Nightlight. Hi, so I'm Lady Nightlight. I'm part of the Irish furry community. I do digital art as well as traditional, and I make fursuits. I've been making fursuits for just about two and a half years, and I'm currently in college for model making. And yeah, I've got a physics degree and I'm having a lot of fun on this show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much for being on the show. And for our listeners who don't know who Late Nightlight is, um, Late Nightlight actually made my first fursuit ink. So she made ink 1.0 and 1.5. Very special place in my furry heart. (laughs) Oh, that was great. What does um, furry mean to you? Uh, oh, well, that's a big question. Like, there's the web definition of like a, a furry is someone who enjoys the art of anthropomorphic animals and art. And I think like, at a very basic level, that is very true. But then once you get into the fandom, it can become so much more. Like, I got into it quite innocently through stuff like Animal Crossing or like Crash Bandicoot. You, the normal things you'd play as a little gamer girl growing up. As I just fell in love with the characters, you know, Pokemon, Digimon, you name it, I was in it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it seems like there is a word for this type of artwork. Uh, as I was browsing DeviantArt one day, little 12 year old me, and I noticed they were all in the anthro section. And it didn't really click until I was like maybe about 20 that I was more into this fandom than the usual <laughs> fandoms that I'd be into. So, because I found over the years, like being called a furry, like yeah, that's an interest. Uh, but there's also the whole community aspect, uh, the camaraderie, the friends you make, the experiences you go on. It's just a whole other family almost. Hmm. And what got you interested in fursuit making in particular? Um, not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> when I first started making suits, I was like. As a struggling artist, not much of my stuff was selling. And I was selling my sculptures for maybe a fiver a piece. I was so desperate. And then I heard fursuits and I seen people were selling them for like um, over a hundred per head. And I was like, that seems interesting. I'd like to learn how to do that. There is a market there. I'd like in, please. <laughs> and so um, I made my first one and I made it with the very cliche um excuse of oh ma'am it's just a halloween costume (laughs) where i'm just dressing up as a werewolf for halloween and that led on to me making my first actual fursona who wasn't that first costume that first costume fell apart very quickly and so my first sona was called zephyr and then after i made zephyr i made my boyfriend um one for himself as well he didn't know what was going on i was just like here, I need to practice. You've now got a costume of a wolf head. Good luck. And very soon after that, I actually got my first commission, which was you. So thank you very much. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> and really, like, it just it spiraled off from there. And that's where it all went downhill from there, being friends with me. <laughs> Little did she know. <laughs> no. 
two years later i'd have her on a podcast <laughs> oh it's wild it's crazy and i love it <laughs> just a big adventure all it is it really is i like become friends with so many people in the community like really good friends that i meet up with regularly it's just been insane i haven't found this level of um like familiarity and camaraderie and friendship in any of the other fandoms I've been in as I said I grew up as a gamer girl I found that fandom quite more toxic than the furry fandom surprisingly enough <laughs> and again I'm into Dungeons and Dragons again depends who you get but like the furry community has just been one of the most open I've ever seen and that's been very surprising so yeah and talk about your persona like what what's the story behind your persona because I, I see them online a lot and I even see their, their suit which I have to Really congratulate you on the eyebrows are amazing on that suit. Um, but what is the story behind the character? Oh, thank you so much. Well, her name is Zephyr, and I've always loved dragons growing up. So immediately I knew I wanted something that was even part dragon. And and so I made sure it was loads of horns and spikes. And uh, I was very influenced by the artwork by Mochiri works back then. So I knew I wanted her to have big eyes and maybe big feet, a little bit of a chonker. <laughs> um, and again, the horns, hearkening back to when I was very young, one of my favorite Digimon was this little guy called Terriermon, and he had three horns. So I wanted to call back that childhood love into something I was into nowadays. And yeah, so she ended up being a creature I made up my own original species called Carbubon. And so they've got really big ears and they've got little draconic elements to them, like scales or spikes and a long snoot, kind of like a, a classic <coughs> canines. So a little hash bash of loads of different things I love. And like it's ironic that like the dragon dude when he's the happiest baby I know. <laughs> oh yeah, she's very hyper and happy and ditzy and very clumsy and naive. And I just thought that'd be a great little escape because back when I originally made her, I had quite bad anxiety, and so I was nervous to behave how I felt inside. And it's weird once you put on a mask it's quite relieving to almost like be someone else for a little bit. It's kind of like putting on a cosplay. It's like you have an excuse to act like the canon characteristics of that person you're cosplaying as, and it's a whole lot of fun. <laughs> so yeah, I found... And what would you hear about for, for new first suit makers? Like people who've just started off, like they've made their first character, they've made their first suit. What would be the piece of information you wanted to know when you were starting off first that you would tell them? One of the big things that I wish I knew when I was starting off was don't make your character have lots of white on them because <laughs> they, <laughs> they will be a pain to clean, I assure you. I need to wash Zephyr maybe three times every time she needs a bath just to make sure she stays sparkling white as opposed to someone who would have more natural colours like browns and beiges and all that. Uh, another thing is keep the design simple when you're starting off. Don't go crazy. Spots are evil. Don't go near spots. <laughs> they are so difficult to get right. Um, start off, yeah, essentially start off simple. Try and make a basic head. Try and find tutorials on the 
I know Sparky Can Do has an amazing series uh, called the Good to Know series that you can buy online and it works you through each process and each step in the process of making a fursuit from start to finish and that has been fabulous. I learned from watching her videos, videos by Sky High Studios and just, yeah, um, matrices.net is another great resource I would highly um, advocate for. Just everything you need to know can be found on that site. So yeah, just then. Um, what, what are some of the cons and pros of fursuiting? Like, because I know you make your own suits. So, like, what would be a, a thing you would see in your suit that people don't usually typically see? So, like, from the inside. Ah, uh, yeah, inside looking out. Uh, the vision is a big thing. A reason why I love Toonie suits is because they have really big, expressive eyes, and that's just probably for me being a little anime weeb when I was a teenager but it also has a really big functionality aspect because the bigger the eyes the more you can see and if you have a realistic suit while they do look really cool and almost as if you could use them for LARPing for you know uh, live action role playing um, they're very difficult to see out of there's almost no vision uh, ventilation is another big one how easy you can breathe in a suit uh, the inside of the suit as well, the lining. Lining makes a huge difference in how comfortable the suit is and how well it stands up. So make sure the insides of your suits have great lining. One thing I did not consider when I started making suits was the fitness level of the suitor. I am not a <laughs> person. <laughs> so um, you need to really try and up your cardio if you want a fursuit for even long stints at all dancing for five minutes in suit will leave you gasping for air if you're an unfit person it's insane how quickly it can tire you out as Pukari Group famously says fursuiting is my cardio <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and watch your fitness I don't think my hair is I think it's um like break a sweat brush your suit or something or something on those lines oh definitely another big thing is the maintaining of the suit everyone is very excited to get a suit but they don't realize once you get it there's a very high maintenance behind it so each time you go out and you have a stint in suiting it is recommended to brush it even like if it's just been you know fluffed up because he's been sitting on the couch or something and make sure to brush him make sure he's nice and clean like you wouldn't go out without brushing your hair why would you go out without brushing your suit sort of thing and washing the suit as well takes a long time because it's just trying to like uh, wash a carpet. It'll take days to dry, especially in a cold place such as Ireland. So, exactly, and I've experienced that myself because when I um wash ink or Kyra after cons, you're sitting there thinking, how many days is it going to take me to get that thing like washed and dried? Like I knew after JCon when I had Kyra washed, it took me like two weeks just to fully dry her tail. Mm. Like her tail is small, but it is thick, and it's like thick with four c's thick <laughs> oh that's another thing speaking of the thickness level <laughs> trademark term and <laughs> thighs um, and legs everyone loves digi-degrade legs the one thing you don't think about before you get a digi-degrade suit i find with a lot of people is mobility restrictions and how difficult it is to actually walk and run with big chunky legs because you're basically walking around with like four pillows strapped to your thighs it is difficult 
I, I dance in suit um, just for fun with my friend Mutley. She's a very popular Irish fur over here. She organizes most of meetings. She's fabulous. And I will come out and say, like, quite plainly, I cannot jump when I have my digital grade legs. <laughs> I am, like, stuck to the ground. And I cannot clean maids ever a lazy girl because of that. <laughs> yeah. Moral of the story is make your characters like you, like you make your characters yeah <laughs> exactly think of like um how they act and all that and if you'll actually be able to like try and pull it off again it's all down to making sure your fitness levels are up when you're suiting make sure your um water and salt levels stay up as well and that you eat a good meal i cannot stress enough how much a good meal changes how well you will be able to suit that day so don't just su- try and survive on sugar uh, try and actually have a good solid breakfast eat your wheat a bix kids and all that <laughs> and again make sure the stuff you wear under the suit is good for suiting as well so stuff like heat gear is very good in, in make sure you stay cool in hot temperatures it's a workout gear you can get in a lot of sports shops cooling collars as well and cooling vests easy cool down are a great brand i highly recommend them it's all just endurance training, really. Where can people find you online? Because I know we've talked about your fursuit business and like your art and stuff. So where can people actually go and find you online in the wild? Oh, well, um, literally, you type in Lady Nightlight anywhere, you will probably find me. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Facebook as Creations by Lady Nightlight. I am on Twitter, although I use that mostly to repost memes. The odd time, a bit of business. I'm on Ko-fi um, as a little tip jar thing. I have my own Wix site. Uh, I'm also part of a brilliant group of artists called New Wolf Studios. So if you type in New Wolf Studios on Instagram, Facebook, anything, you will find them as well. I've just started a Redbubble that I'm hoping to put a bit of stock into. And yeah, you name it, I'm probably on it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a bit about New Wolf Studios and your experience working with them. Oh, it's been fabulous. I've been with them just about a year now. Uh, the head of the group is called Max. And honestly, she is phenomenal. She's got such a drive and nothing can ever hold her back. If she sees something she wants to achieve, she goes for it. And she says that to all of us, like, follow your dreams. Don't give up. If anyone tells you you can't do something, let that salt like fuel you even further just to show them that you're wrong. <laughs> she's a so she's the mom of the group. She really is. We call her the, um, the like wolf mother because she is the mother <laughs> of New Wolf. And we're like, Mom, help me. <laughs> how do I do this? Oh, she's how to do exactly. how to do at <laughs> Oh, she's amazing. I can't sing her praises enough. And what are you going to next? Like, where can people people find you in next conventions? Because I know last year you went to Confuzzle. Uh, not last year, but the year before. I tried to go. Uh, I'm trying to go like maybe once every two or three years to Confuzzle. I think once every year is a bit expensive for me personally. But yeah, I will be going to Fuzzle Confuzzled again this year. So. 2020 um you will see me there in zephyr probably and uh, probably with my boyfriend as well and all my mates from college we always joke that the furries are taking over iadt and we really are by this stage 
I'm hoping to go to some of the bigger Irish conventions like DCC or MCM. Not sure if I'll fursuit at that or if I will wear a cosplay I'm currently working on in the background of a Dragon Age whoa, character. So that'll be exciting. Sounds <laughs> so, interesting. <laughs> so lots to do, lots to do. I'm hoping to go to those at the very least. It'll probably be more during the summer and probably some furry meets as well because Irish furries hold get-togethers quite regularly. So hoping to go yeah. to those as well. And what will be some of the major differences between fursuiting and cosplaying since we do both? Oh, I find it actually really handy because I actually made fursuits before I made my own cosplays. Funnily enough, you know, why start at the, you know, normal end? Just go go big or go home, I suppose. <laughs> start on hard mode. Cause, um, exactly. Exactly. I've found uh, after making fursuits for a few years trying to do cosplay, I think I'm getting the hang of it a bit quicker than what I would have without the fursuiting because... I well for one thing my parents were so supportive and they got me a mannequin and a sewing machine over the years as they said your fursuits are really coming along we think we should support you here you go here's a present for Christmas and I thought that was really touching and those two items that they got me have helped my fursuits a bunch but they've also helped me make my cosplays so much better than I would have like trying to hand sew everything it and Another thing with fursuiting is you start to learn loads of techniques you never would have thought of that you can then bring over into cosplaying, uh, like this fursuit props, um, which if you make a fursuit prop, you can make a cosplay prop. It's very interchangeable. And you learn techniques that make them sturdier and things that like lighten the costume because heavy costumes are the worst. You need to make a light costume so you can wear it a long time at a convention. And again, fursuiting, you look for light materials. So I found it has really helped influence uh, my costume making. I've only been making them a little while, but it's a lot of fun and I can't wait to make more. And what, what characters have you made so far like in your cosplay? Uh, cosplay, well, the very first cosplay I ever tried to make was a mishmash of stuff I found in the closet. And I said, hey, I'm Tifa Lockhart now. And I think that was very roughly put together i used two pairs of socks that i cut the bottoms out of as um fake arm sleeves because like it was really you know bottom of the barrel then after that uh, i tried to make an okami cosplay which is kind of a mix between fursuiting and cosplay um i also made a froppy costume from my hero academia with my boyfriend going as deku that was the first time i ever tried to really fully sew a full outfit and that was, oh, that was a challenge, but it was a lot of fun. There's pictures on it from the conventions we went to, uh, still online. And I also made a cosplay as my character, the Rainamea, uh, the tiefling from my Dungeons and Dragons group. I play with a bunch of girls every uh, few weeks. Uh, we've been playing for about three years now. I highly recommend, go try Dungeons and Dragons. It's a blast. But the thing about tieflings is, they are usually a really bright primary color. So my character was purple and they are half demons. So she had to have a big chunky tail, which was very handy, you know, from fursuiting, I just need to make a tail. <laughs> that was probably the easiest part of that costume. <laughs> but yeah, so there's, I think that's been most of the cosplays I have made so far. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's them. 
Well, Leija, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for enlightening me anyways. And I can't tell everyone else, but definitely me, about fursuit making <laughs> and the tricks in fursuiting. Um, is there anything you want to highlight for the next couple of seconds before we have to cut this episode short? Oh, yeah. Um, go follow me on any websites that you can, please. That'd be great. Go follow New Wolf Studios. They've been like essential to everything I've learned. Uh, I've got a bunch of artist friends, such as Lanky Lunatic. Go follow him. Uh, Manic Munch uh, is a, is my DM and a great artist online. Her name is also Kelly Herbert. There's also Muttley Arts, Tay the Fur from Galway, who makes fur suits. I could be here for hours listing up all these great <laughs> artists. <laughs> but please go follow these in particular because they are stunning workers. And I yeah, have- again... I have your Instagram linked in the description slash um of this podcast. I'm not used to like calling things anymore. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and it's been an absolute pleasure. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much Bye, for having like- me. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye.